In the name of Jesus, amen. He who has ears, let him hear. Those are the words that our Lord Jesus Christ teaches us in our gospel lesson for this morning. And to be completely fair, it's not the only place in the scriptures where Jesus himself says these words. By my count, seven times in the gospels, Jesus directs his disciples, the ones who have ears, to hear. And seven times in the book of the Revelation of St. John, Jesus says to the churches of Asia, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. So, if you have ears, listen. Listen to what, Pastor? Listen to the gospel, the message that God has saved you from sin, death, and the power of the devil, that he has purchased and won you from these things, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood, innocent suffering and death, so that you might be his own possession and live under him in his eternal kingdom. Live forever in everlasting blessedness, innocence, and righteousness. Listen to that. Listen to the word which brings that very forgiveness to you. Listen to it as we sing it in hymns. Listen to it as we speak it and sing it in the liturgy. Listen to it as it's read from the lectern and preached from the pulpit. Listen to it as it combines with water and bread and wine. Listen to how God has saved you from your sin. Jesus says it over and over again. God begs you, you who have ears, to listen to his word. And he's made sure that you have something to listen to. He's sent men out to preach that word to you. That's what pastors are. That's why we don't just stand up here silently for an hour every Sunday or wave our arms around without making any noise. We speak God's word to bring you forgiveness. This is the way God has always worked throughout the pages of scriptures. He constantly sends men to speak his word. Take St. Peter, for example. On the very first Pentecost, Jesus went up into the Temple Mount, and he, or Peter went up in the Temple Mount and began to preach. And what did you hear from his lips? Hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst. As you yourselves know, 
This Jesus, delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. He who has ears, let him hear. Or take St. Paul. What did he do? He preached also all over the pagan world of his time. Most famously, perhaps, on the Areopagus in Athens, declaring to Epicurean and Stoic philosophers and skeptics alike that Jesus was crucified and rose from the dead and would return on the last day to judge the living and the dead. And Paul's even written down words that you can read from his own hand. We preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to the Gentiles. He preaches the gospel. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And as we've already mentioned, God sends his word even now. Pastors coming to preach God's word of life and resurrection to you here in this city, in this very room. God gives you his word. A word of forgiveness, life, and salvation. A word that our Old Testament lesson says will accomplish exactly what God purposes. It will not return to God void. He creates faith in each and every one of you by His word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. How beautiful the feet of those that bring that word to you. Where God's word is, the Holy Spirit is calling, gathering, enlightening all of you into the holy Christian church so that you might live forever in the grace of Jesus Christ. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And by hearing, be saved. The church really is that simple. God's word really does the saving work, bringing you the forgiveness of Jesus. But pastor... If that's true, if it's really as simple as God's word being preached, how come our church isn't bursting at the seams? How come we only have two services instead of three or four on a Sunday? How come my kids stopped coming when they grew up or want to go someplace else? 
If it's as simple as preaching God's word, how come only 75% of Nebraska citizens are Christians? How come only 50% of Lincolnites are Christian? And we have a radio station with God's word going out all the time. If it's as simple as God's word, Pastor, how come 65% of the Christians in Lincoln don't go to church on any given Sunday? Shouldn't God's word create faith? Shouldn't God's word bring them in? Shouldn't God's word mean we're always full? Shouldn't everybody already be a Christian? Or did God's word fail? Jesus knew this would be the way the world would work. And that's why he tells the parable from this morning's gospel lesson. The parable of the sower. In the parable, God's word is equated to seeds sown by a sower, just like the sower on the top of the Capitol building. The word is sown. It goes out. It lands everywhere. Some even lands on the pathway. And it's trampled underfoot and taken away by the birds of the air, by Satan and his false word and his lies. And when we look at our society, our community, that's exactly what we see in some cases, isn't it? When God's word is replaced by other messages. Messages that are socially popular or messages that are politically expedient for those in power or messages that make nice bumper stickers that you know will get someone else's goat as they're tailgating you. Rainbow signs, coexist stickers, no prayer in public schools. Not long ago, our youth here told me if they speak about Jesus in school, they're afraid they'll be suspended. That's God's word being trampled. It's God's word being obscured by the lies of Satan and the world. And so it is that some influenced by this, reject God's word. The word is sown, it goes out, and some of it lands on rocky ground. 
but it withers in the heat of the day because it has no root. And when we look around in our society, in our community, that's exactly what we see, isn't it? Those who come here to church and rejoice with all of us for a little while in the grace of our crucified and risen Lord Jesus Christ. But then after a little while, sometimes even after years, they disappear. They stop coming to church. These are those who bring their children to confirmation class, but then never come back after that. These are they who are always searching for some reason to be mad at either a person or something that happens within the church so that they have a reason to leave and to go somewhere else. These are those who sometimes just get lazy in their faith. Don't realize the surpassing greatness of what God has done and what it means for eternity. Because well, right now there's other things that seem more exciting, more fun. And so it is that some reject God's word. Their ears don't hear. And Jesus says there is the place where the seed is sown and it lands and it goes forth. But as it grows up, thorns grow up with it and choke it out. Weeds steal the light and the water and the nutrients from the plant. And soon it dies. Christ says, these are they who love the world more than they love God. If the choice were between soccer practice and church, they'd choose soccer. If the choice were between fishing and church, they'd choose fishing. Shopping and church, they'd choose shopping. Sleeping over church, you get the idea. These are they who complain that I donate money to this church, but I don't get as much say in what goes on here as I'd like. These are they who think we have too political a congregation. These are they who find something else to love. And so it is that some reject God's word. Some have ears but don't hear. Not really, anyways. 
But did you notice what happened in the parable? Where did the sower sow his seed? Did he just sow it on the places that he thought it would grow really well? No. He sowed it everywhere. The word goes out. The word is preached. In church, in the community, in the hospital, in the nursing home, the word is preached at the dinner table with family and friends. The word is preached and proclaimed. The word goes out. And nothing can stop that. Holy Spirit works in the word that goes out. The Holy Spirit calls and creates Christians, sometimes in unexpected places, sometimes in unexpected people. The Father still welcomes sinners into his kingdom. Christians are still saved. You are still saved. Faith is still created by God's Word. And those who have ears, who hear, who listen, who believe that Christ has died and rose for them, they bear fruit. They hold God's Word fast with honest and good hearts. They bear fruit with patience steadfastness and comfort knowing what God will one day fulfill for them for you he who has ears let him hear Christ is talking to you, dear Christians. Hear God's word, which gives the warning about the dangers of this world. Hear God's word that brings forgiveness through God's word to each and every one of you. Hear God's word that proclaims Christ the crucified and risen one. Hear God's word and repent of rocks and thorns and listening to the lies of Satan. Hear God's word and know that Christ has called you, that he's bled for you died for you, rose for you, ascend for you, and even now cares for you. Believe that Christ has purchased and won you because he has. And since that's true, live your life like that really matters. Be where the seed is sown. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Hear what? 
The gospel, God's word, regularly, intently, focus on what he teaches you. Let his word of mercy, forgiveness, and compassion be the most important thing for you in this life, in this place. Let his word rule over you. Let his word call you, gather, and enlighten you. Let his word bring you Jesus. Because that's what God does. God's word does go out. God's word accomplishes what it purposes. God's word comes to you. God's word saves you. God's word brings you Jesus. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. In the name of Jesus, amen. And now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.